You're listening to the Invincible Podcast, now available to stream in the city of Atlantis. Hello and welcome to the Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends get to talk all things Invincible, a comic book and animated series created by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley. I'm one of your hosts today, Wyatt, and joining me today is Ryan. Hey, everybody. TJ. Oh, hello, it's TJ. And Bill. Hi, everybody. Excited to talk about we episode two. Yeah, we are here to talk about episode two and do our full spoiler-filled breakdown of episode two. But of course, there's a few other news items that we're going to get to, a few emails of people that wrote in. Thank you so much to everybody who wrote in uh, and shared their thoughts about episode one. So we're going to be recapping some of that news, some of the emails that we got, reading off some of those before we jump into our spoiler-filled section. And just as a reminder, of course, We have seen all four episodes at this point, but we recorded our spoiler-filled thoughts after watching each individual episode. So once we jump to that episode breakdown, it'll only be about episode two. That's all we'll have seen up to that point. So no worries for uh, us accidentally spoiling something in the future. That's right. We also try to keep uh, comic book spoilers to a minimum, but we are first and foremost fans of the comic book so there may be some things here and there some educated guesses if you will of what's to come so be aware um that that is also the case and as far as the different segments here we do have all the time codes uh in the description and chapters on youtube and everything like that so if you want to just skip right ahead to the breakdown or you know go back to the email section or whichever uh you can use that as well one thing that i feel like we should have brought up on the first uh recap that i that i wanted to bring up um if you are just finding the podcast and you haven't listened to this podcast since the uh since um season one of invincible and you watched all our recaps then you haven't listened to us since you might be confused as to what you're seeing on your screen you might be confused as to what you're hearing so just to put your minds at ease he was birthed into the podcast during season one of Invincible, and he hasn't gone anywhere. It's the sweet one. He's still here, and he's got merchandise now, and he's thriving, and he's he's riding down the banister, and he's standing around the spin cycle, and he's here, and he's got you. He's got you for three minutes, and you ain't going nowhere. That nowhere. That is not where I thought any of that was going to go. None of it. Also, <laughs> also, Wyatt joined the podcast earlier this year, so that yeah, was fun. Yeah, I'm here too, also. also Man, that was a wild ride, TJ. I was just yeah. along for it too. Mm-hmm. I don't also, know where we were going. It's been a while, and I, and I had to let people know. He's still here. He's still here. Have fun seeing me get a tattoo. Oh, my God. And then have part of it missing, and then have some of it You're finished, right. and then some <laughs> of it true. gone. That's true. So oh, that's right. if that helps you visualize what Ryan's talking about. That's how we're recording all these segments. So check this out. Yeah. It doesn't match what's going on. Yeah. It won't be there at the later <laughs> half of this episode. We actually made Bill go get a tattoo just to confuse the viewers right. of the episode. Yeah. Be like, what's happening with Bill's arm? Continuity's right. all off. <laughs> it's so off. And our brains 
match yeah because i don't know what's going on <laughs> what are we talking about right now of course you can email us at the invincible podcast at gmail.com like some people have that we're going to read later right. follow us on twitter slash x facebook youtube spotify uh invincible podcast.com uh we have a tiktok go watch that mm-hmm. lots of fun clips there um and let's get into some of the news items not a ton because we just had our episode one uh reactions last week um, but episode one came out really since we were recording last. There was an L.A. premiere, which was very cool. Yeah. I almost went to it. It was just far enough of a drive that I'd have to like take a day off work and I just couldn't manage it. Uh, but very cool. Uh, lots few, of cool stuff going on there. A few listeners made it out there. Luke, Mitch and everybody. Yeah. Jose, I, I mean, looked like it had a really good time. Um, and uh, yeah, some more on that later in the like episode. They met up with each other, right? Yeah. Did we see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very. I cool. love seeing. I love seeing the community like yeah get together and how many friends, not just on this podcast, but have formed outside of the podcast, but with the podcast. Yep. It's great. We were kind of talking about that, like in our group chat, just amongst ourselves, about how like there are there are like Marvel fanboys out there that are just, and that community is just ridiculously big. But there's something special about the Invincible community and where it lies right now and it's going to continue to grow and it's going to it's getting bigger and bigger but we just love seeing like new people join like being where we are now uh in the state of the fan base where it is now and seeing seeing it grow uh but also seeing people that we know experience things and going to to events like that is like oh it's so good it's so special love it it is for sure uh, we also recently, uh, when episode one came out, uh, the Invincible uh, Twitter account posted a little like trailer that was mostly just like promoting all of the positive reviews for for the first half of season two. Um, but there was like a new clip that we hadn't seen in any of the trailers yet mm-hmm. of uh, Rex Blood saying we're still the best superhero team in the universe. Yep. which it's a fun. Kinda cool. It also kind of sounds like it's referencing the 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 title of the com or you know the subline True. of the comic, mm-hmm. which is fun. Yeah. So, yeah, it is still at a 100% with 36 reviews. It is certified. So let's yeah. certified fresh. Ref- on uh, um, I think I saw like audience score or whatever was a little bit lower. I think it was down to like 90, 91. 91. Uh, I don't know how much that fluctuates, though. Um, but we'll whoever see. wrote the IGN one probably went on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Jesus, dumb bitch. Jeez. <laughs> or <laughs> sir, never it gonna, could be a dumb sir as well, forget. not just a dumb bitch. <laughs> moving on they also have released a few clips from episode two which is of course out now that everybody saw but that was neat to see them kind of release a couple of little clips and trailers to get people excited for this episode yeah they showed Um, right yeah yeah clip Mm -hmm. and then and, and also sort of unrelated we didn't have this on the notes but the actor strike is over so i saw ben schwartz tweeting about the oh, show really? yeah. being like oh, oh, that's excited for people to meet shapesmith and everything like he i think he retweeted the clip that they had posted of shapesmith being like this guy seems fun or whatever oh, so that's cool. very nice. much looking forward to hopefully in the next few weeks or especially as they gear up to promote the second half of the season finally getting to see the actors make the rounds and really get to like celebrate this show yeah. so i'm sure like for them it's been frustrating to see all of the excitement and not get to engage in it yeah i really wonder if like like you're saying like the the lead up to the second half of the season we're going to see more of that 
Very cool. And you know, J.K. Simmons, I know you're listening to the podcast. You're welcome anytime. Oh, yeah, anytime. Let's just put that out there so that he can come and and promote. Just give out. us a sign that you listen to it. Like just like <laughs> like just give us one sign. Does he have a Twitter or an X account? We just we just so. get a random email from some unknown gibberish email that says I'm I'm listening. <laughs> I'm listening. But like nothing like, else, or not my tempo, J- or something J- like J- that. J- J- I would die. I would I would quit the podcast. It couldn't get better. J.K. Simmons. <laughs> J.K. Simmons and Stephen Young obviously are like our dream people, but yeah. we we I gotta say it every time. I, I have to. Jason Manzukas would be make such <laughs> an incredible <laughs> podcast guest, and it's Rexplode. And I mean, come on, yeah. Jason Manzukas. If you're, I would like if I feel like we need to have him and true. Ben Schwartz on at the same oh, at the same. Time. It would be just chaos. have the two of them it would be podcast with each other. Yeah, yeah, it'd it would be awesome. It would be insane. Uh, also, we had another trailer for the Adam Eve game, which is coming out, gosh, in like oh my God, less than week. a week. Yes. Like, oh, my gosh. Oh, Omni Man is today, the day we're recording this. Adam Eve is next in less than a week. Like, Thank God, I yeah. just beat Spider-Man. I, I have so a, now it's, I'm all in. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. Um, yes. I do not have a Steam Deck. How am yeah. I going to play this? So, TJ, you and I are kind of in the same boat. I mean... My wife kind of has a like an old PC I might try and play it on. Otherwise, I think you and I are just going to have to either borrow Bill's Steam Deck or wait till it comes out on console or Mac. We don't know and how long this game is, right? Like it, how many hours? I'll I'm tell expecting. You. I'll like, tell you every step of the I'm way. I'm expecting like three-ish, <laughs> three to four. I'm th- no way. Yeah. Probably, Probably not super long, but mm-hmm. yeah, they I, they haven't said anything official, hours. but we are uh, planning on streaming both Mortal Kombat and the Adam Eve game at some point. Like keep an eye out on our Twitter and all if of you're that. hearing we'll this sure in advance sooner than later, like yes, shortly after correct. this release. Yep. This weekend we'll be streaming it. Maybe you and should also subscribe the, on our uh, page so you know that when we go live, you'll get a notification. That'll mm-hmm. do it. This is true. Well, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the hardcover for Compendium Three is now out as well as part of the news. So that was cool to see that right, that's yeah, fully so out now. We can get all of those. <laughs> that is right. All right, I think that's all of our news. So we can start jumping into emails, yes. as well as doodles that some people sent in <laughs> along with their emails. Since our new section of doodles has gone so well, and not really news, but I feel like we have to acknowledge the fact that Ryan Otley responded to our noodles <laughs> or is it did he respond or did he refuse to respond because i think i think he pled the, he pled the fifth yeah that yeah he, he, he pled the fifth on that yeah. one um but go find our go find our post on, on twitter if you want to see how he responded and you know what he thinks of, of our art skills fair. which i almost I just i almost made me responded with uh with the like the uh big bird like you know one of these things is not like the other because that's i mean Yours was really good, but <laughs> yours was passable at least, Wyatt. Yeah. No, no, we were TJ's, all of equal TJ's quality. Was, TJ's was too. TJ's was like a caricature. Listen, but in, Ryan, in, ours, I know mine was really bad. <laughs> in Ryan Ollie's <laughs> eyes, in Ryan Ollie's <laughs> eyes, I'm sure all of ours have, are Trash. of the same quality. Yeah. I know? make up for it it's on like... this episode, guys. They, they, the doodles do get better. They get better. Yeah, I agree. I do not. I we record it. What you're about to see, like. After we go through you through emails, which are the episode two recap, the reason why you're here, what you're about to see, we recorded that like what, like two, three weeks ago. I don't even remember what the deals yep. are. Yeah. Don't even remember. Yeah, I'm you almost had, excited I to like what mine are, but I don't remember all back. of yours. I'm gonna be yeah. pretentious and listen to ourselves, dude. I you know did when I edited. Oh, this I remember episode, what mine like, is. Okay. A couple days ago when I edited mine. the breakdown, it 
it's a good episode. You guys are in for a treat, but we got to do, yeah. we got to do uh, say so emails first. You guys wrote in emails a bunch of emails and we don't have super long. We want to get to the breakdown. So we did cut down a little bit on some of these. So we did edit them down a little bit. Um, but thank you all for all your emails. We always read all of them and, you know, you know, definitely read as much as we can. We just want to get through this. Um, so I'm going to kick it off. This one here comes from Zach. Zach says, hello, Invincible Podcast. So excited that the new season is out. Uh, I thought now is the right time to send in a letter. I first saw the podcast when I watched the first season, but decided to hold off for when I actually read the series. So then after watching the show, I then read The Ultimate Collection Volume 1, but I stopped and I didn't make it much further, knowing I'd come back to it later as the next season was in production. This September, with the ramp up to season two, I picked back up on reading Invincible and ripped through the entire series. I couldn't put it down. Highlights for me were the confrontation around issue 50, Doc mm-hmm. Seismic's appearances, uh, Tara, oh. and of course, a fan favorite conquest fight. I loved the character-driven storytelling and seeing how the story changed and evolved. On to episode one. It was a great reintroduction into the world of Invincible. That, that's what I say too. I love saying like it that that's the best way to put it. I watched the episode twice. The new season comes in so effortlessly and with such confidence in the way the story is being told, weaving storylines in interesting and innovative ways. Yes. Uh, I love how each time... Wait until you watch this episode. <laughs> uh, they do some weaving. Oh, yeah. I love how each time a character said, Invincible, it was the biggest pause ever. The team knows what they're doing. I thought the episode did a great job giving Angstrom more pathos and sympathy. One of the things I really wanted since last season was to see Amber and Mark be more open and honest and have their cards on the table. I think the scene with Todd and the acceptance letter scene showed that things were now where they are able to be clear with each other. They make a really good couple and I'm happy with it. One last thing, I really look forward to seeing Darkwing and Night City since that part was something that I felt could use for more development. Anyway, I think I've gone on long enough. Love, Zach. Thank you, yeah, so Zach. Keep, keep in Zach. mind too that the emails that we're getting, the they this was before they watched episode yep. two because yep. obviously this episode True. is coming out. Yeah. These are the your thoughts episode. on episode one. Right. So we're just recapping episode one uh, and your thoughts on those. So it's our own previous one. One more of those little crazy fucking mind warps that you're like, wait a minute. I love that he mentioned Doc Seismic as a favorite. Yeah, that's really cool. cool. I mean, I wonder if after watching the show, you have this greater picture. Because I I mean, when Doc Seismic showed up in the comic, when we were reading it, he's kind of like a B villain that you don't think of much. True. But for fans of the show that then read the comic, it's probably like, oh, it's that guy. One of the few guys you see in season one. Yeah. So it's probably mm-hmm. more exciting. Yeah. Listen, all of, all of these B villains, they get their moments oh, to shine. They do. Dude, I bet. Including Doc Seismic. Do. He, he's got, he's got a great story. He does. I bet if we were to walk up to an invincible fan uh, or a fan of the comic that has never seen us, the, the podcast or how we review it and talk about it. And we were to ask him about Powerplex. I bet he'd, you know, I, I bet I feel like he's somebody that not many people know about, but oh, we yeah. love Powerplex. We make a bigger you know deal I mean? of Powerplex than he yeah, is. We I do think. because we love Powerplex. But yeah. like Doc yeah. Seismic, he probably thinks of him the way we think of maybe Powerplex or maybe. some other. Why? You, you got one? Characters. I have one from Scotty. I feel like I end up reading Scotty's a lot. Hmm. I like it. It's nice consistency there. He says, hey, Invincible podcast crew. Great episode as always. I loved the breakdown of the season two premiere of Invincible. I loved that we got 
that extended fight between Immortal and Invincible in the opening because in the comic, Omni-Man and Invincible just make quick work of Robot and Immortal before Angstrom grabs the Angstrom from that universe. I was also impressed with the episode's ability to include 12 issues worth of storytelling into one episode (laughs) and do it well. That's true because it does really like you forget that it covers that like, you know, I obviously the, the comic is written in like arcs and everything, but they get to also break it down into like, just what's this issue about? And in the show, it is like combining and people have, have at this point watched episode two. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say that like episode two was literally just taking all these pieces and putting them together. But we'll get to that. Yeah. So Scotty continues. He says, I could see the show briefly checking, checking in on Angstrom as he plots his revenge as is established. Sorry, I think I skipped a line as he plots his revenge as the comic briefly checks on him during his origin issues. Mm -hmm. Now that Angstrom's backstory is established, I can see the show build towards the battle with Angstrom and Invincible where Invincible is sent to alternate realities like the Marvel and DC universes or altered to where Mark is sent to the Energon and boys universes Mm -hmm. instead. Uh, Either way, I see that multiverse battle being the season finale I could also see Alan saving Captain Pickel and the Space Trek crew being a cold open to one of these first four episodes. I think Midnight City is coming in the next episode. You were right. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, yes, the subway is from Mortal Kombat 3, and that map is also featured in Mortal Kombat Armageddon for the PS2 and Xbox and Mortal Kombat 2011 for PS3 and 360 too. Nerd! Play a different video game. (laughs) It's very cool to see that they used in a fatality that way instead of throwing opponents in the oncoming subway like in the previous games. Sincerely, Scotty. I did look that up after you mentioned it. I went to go look and there is like a distinct like banner along the side that you can tell is like from the the old one. Yeah. It's really cool. That is a really neat reference. Yeah. Thanks, Scotty. Thank you, Scotty. But Who should go Bill next? Bill or TJ? Probably Bill. TJ just uh, I'll, 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 I'll go next. <laughs> I got next. <clears throat> so uh, mine, I, I love how how they pronounced, they sounded out the last name so I could try it at the end, but I'll wait until the end. So just want to give you all some kudos on all your hard work. Um, with the increasing popularity of Invincible, you remain a bright beacon in the sea of mediocrity that is invincible coverage on the internet. Wow. I've noticed a lot of, cha- yeah, I've noticed a lot of channels and outlets jumping on the invincible train. Oh, or subway. That's my little thing. He didn't say nice. that. Um, <laughs> Bill's like, make sure you give me credit for this. I made it. I mean, joke. it's just funny. Cause we just talked about yeah. it. Uh, the invincible subway train. Uh, <laughs> and the content has been less than satisfying your real fans. And it shows. Thanks for continuing to bring fun and thoughtful conversation to this thing we love. Um, thank you so much. Yeah. Not to say that other people aren't real fans, but we, um, well, thank you. I think I'm he not, means I'm we're true really fans. Good. We are like true. Like, right, 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 yeah. right, right. Right. I mean, there, there are a lot of other invincible, like, you know, things out there now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just very nice of you to say. We appreciate you saying. Can that I inter- inter- interject right real quick? Like, sure. I like, yeah. A, a bunch of the new rock star stuff and so getting to watch them put out like a uh you know 12 things you missed and in, from invincible episode one type video which i know those are clickbaity and there's a ton of those out there and everything like that mm-hmm. but i think new rock stars does a good job on their content especially their like mcu yeah. stuff and everything um but watching that i could tell like i forgot uh, i forgot his name 
he does he does a lot of their content and he was on kind of funny and everything like that but anyways um he uh he's a fan he loves the show he's excited about it and you can mm-hmm. tell and there's there is that energy yeah. in there or, which is I mean, really cool greg miller yep. i mean greg miller is the reason why we yeah. podcast and he is a true invincible fan but he doesn't do any invincible content yeah very seldomly mm-hmm. yeah. um right yeah, yeah. they're out there yeah but thank you for saying all that that's so, really kind yeah it is they continue uh, the new episode was great. Just what I had hoped for. Did you notice that one alternate Mauler looked like he was using technology from those technician dudes, Wyatt, uh, that Angstrom eventually partners with? Those characters have always been a big mystery, um, so it'd be cool to learn a little more about them and their world. What are some other more obscure characters that you guys would like to see get a little screen time slash story development? All the best. Murad Erzinchlioglu. <laughs> he, uh, this isn't a Mad Lib. Uh, that's their last that's name. Cool. No, he Erzinchlioglu. He actually um, has messaged us quite a few times on Facebook. We've we've talked nice. to him before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we have. Oh, yeah. He's oh, well, I've never sounded out a, his uh, last name before. He's a long, so I appreciate that. He's a long time listener. So, what other obscure characters first, would you like to see? First one that comes to mind that if they did anything more than like a, a 10 second thing, I'd be amazed would be Octoboss. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, that's the if, one yeah, I've been wanting. That was one. before if, the season started. That's, I, that was the one I wanted. Because like he's got all he needs in the comic, and it's like, all right, he's a joke, you know? But if they gave him just one level deeper of anything at all, mm-hmm. it'd be, yeah. that'd be pretty funny. I mean, all of Octoboss's lines in the comic make us chuckle. So if you just give him another line, yes. like it's, yeah. we're probably yeah. just going to eat it up. Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I know um, that I'm going to kick myself about this question like two hours later because I'm like having trouble thinking of a good answer right now. But I know I'm sure there's tons of them that would be cool to see more. For some reason, the first thing that popped into my head and future spoilers for later episodes, mute me for like 10 seconds. For sure. Yeah, this here. is definitely spoiler right now. Uh, uh was Tara when she's really little and her little like educational robot maybe oh, it's a teacher Eddie. but I would love just a little like extended series of like what's it like for that robot trying to be Tara's teacher when she just doesn't care and just wants to play what was its name it was like that. Ed something Eddie wasn't it Eddie? I think Eddie. it was Eddie. Eddie yeah 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 I'd have to look it up but yeah give me give me more of, of the little <laughs> robot and and little Tara yeah um yeah I I think that if you get like a buddy villain like episode with tether tyrant and mag maniac and you make them like if you just give them like a whole episode or half an episode or even like 20 minutes to like just like solidify their relationship and tether tyrant goes somewhere in the comic but it's only one issue and it's only one part i would love to see more of that what if we saw more of the tethers like that would be sick you know what i mean like backstory so and the guy that grabs onto the other guy and then morphs into him from that one issue. And we're like, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> Just because we got to stay consistent. Yeah. TJ, do you have one? I do. My glasses are on. So here we go. Uh, Jake Swartzy writes in and says, Hey gang, I've been a fan of the podcast for, for you for a few years. I'm a fan that watched season one of the show without any knowledge of the book. I then found your podcast, and a few months later, I had read the entire series thanks to you guys. Now that I am experiencing season two with knowledge of the book, I enjoyed noticing the differences from the book and the show. 
such as Mark in the first episode, is showing that he is having a tough time after the fight with Omni-Man. It almost seems as if he has some sort of PTSD from that fight. Um, I think that this is because in one of the fights, Mark looks at his bloody hands and has flashbacks to the Omni-Man fight and looks like he is stressing out hard. Plus, he got uh, plus he got mad when Cecil compared Mark to Nolan at Burger Mart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I thought they did a really good job of capturing that, man, that montage in the beginning of episode one. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just, uh, it's not just, it has impact. Like, everything has emotional impact, yeah. not just, like, with characters and their fates, but, like, these these characters are emotionally affected by what's happening mm-hmm. to them, and it shows in, in this. Yeah, for sure. Okay, only a couple more emails here, guys, and I've got one here from Travis. <clears throat> Hello, Invincible Podcast Pals. First, the fact that you guys got the multi-talented Ross Marquand to be the announcer for this episode as the immortal is great. I can't wait for next episode uh, when he does it in Rudy slash Robot's voice. And then the next episode in Ultron's voice. And then the next one in Red Skull's voice. And then, oh, you know what? Never mind. Just immortal. That's cool. Uh, Second, (laughs) thank you for playing and enjoying my uh, answering my robot versus dinosaurs question in my fan issue spotlight. Uh, And if I'm honest, I think Rudy or robot would also win because of his ability to process info, plan ahead and react to the unknown variables. But dinosaurs would go down kicking, clawing, biting and screaming to where I think Earth wouldn't survive. Now, on to season two, episode one. I loved it. It wasn't as jaw dropping as the first episode of season one, but I enjoyed it a lot. The alternate reality, the fact that Mark didn't kill Eve to initiate her power reset ability, Angstrom's reasons for the himself collaboration. Oh. Yeah. By the way, Eve, like that whole, you know, she wasn't, Damn it, it. if she's paralyzed, she couldn't do it. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, wow. Yeah. We didn't touch on that. Damn That's it. cool. Wow. Uh, Olga's guest appearance and the mysterious card. My guess is something related to Machine Head. Like after Invincible defeated him, he started a support group to help survivors of superhumans fight battles uh, and then turn those same people against the set superheroes. It's a stretch, mm-hmm. but Jeffrey Donovan's performance was so great, we need more Machine Head. Plus the card looked Agreed. like it had a code on it and the Amazeballs new title card. Favorite moment. Uh, thank you guys. So wonderful for the podcast, the great episode. And until we find out Thetis and conquest are related so that the great Peter Cullen can voice both characters and make mine a Marvel. I mean, a Kirkman love Thetis. I'm sorry, Thetis, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> love sorry. Thetis. What the way, the way it like, like landed Thetis was near Travis. We have one more email. I think I'm no, we have, we have a little more anyways. This one is from Chris. Uh, he says invincible is back, baby. Uh, holy shit, was it worth the wait, and it's finally back. The new animation is so much more expressive and crisp. The stories are fresh yet nostalgic, and the first episode proves it is still the greatest superhero story in the universe. I completely called it back in my email for the diner teaser in February that the script page wasn't a lie and that the fight with Immortal was an alternate dimension. Completely threw fans new and old for a loop. So great. Uh, Steven Yeun talked a while ago about how he made Mark sound more young and naive in season one because he knew that Mark would eventually go through many stages of maturity and he would that reflect and that would reflect as time goes on. The alternate Mark's voice demonstrated that care with the same plucky Mark Grayson from season one, but with the most sinister edge. He really is the perfect Mark in just understanding the character. That's so true. Like the the performance that he gives as the alternate Mark makes that scene work. Like it really does. 
you're, you're I don't like right. when people pull out things that we don't talk about but are really smart <laughs> and and good. But I do like it. Good good catches. Yeah. Good catches. Yeah. <laughs> so he continues and says, uh uh, I would have to agree. My favorite scene was the beginning uh, Karma Police mm. flight scene. Yeah. Uh, first off, fucking Radiohead <laughs> question mark. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's so interesting because obviously music sets a tone and creates an atmosphere, but without sound, both the Broken Boy flight scene and this new one are pretty identical, yet also the inverse of each other. They hit the same beats of Mark flying around the city in crazy ways, saving people. But with the music, they're completely opposite. Mark flies around carefree in season one, saving people because it's fun and what he feels is the right thing to do. But now in season two, Mark feels the weight of guilt and his actions are almost that of reparations. He spent so much time trying to be like his dad and the karma, in quotes he put, hmm. of never meeting your heroes hits Mark like a train, pun intended. <laughs> Double puns in this sentence, Chris. Stop it. Stop being good at work. And I'm more mad that he's pulling out things that are still smart. Like, enough. Edit this email, Ryan. Edit it. <laughs> the scene is just so poetic and speaks volumes without a single word being uttered. Anyway, this is long. That's what she said. So glad. Chris wrote that. I didn't smart add that. Again. That was smart Chris again. Saying. Damn it. So glad I can be a part of season two with you guys this time around. And I can't wait to hear what you guys think of the rest of the episodes. Stay awesome, Chris. Uh, P.S. Here's my doodle. I tried to draw a mauler and that didn't work. So I tried to make him and my thing is not scrolling down. So I tried to make him all burnt and fleshy like the end <laughs> of the episode. And that didn't work. So it is what it is. I just like to you guys. I like it very much. Yes, it works. It's just, it looks exactly like the episode. <laughs> oh wow! Send, That's awesome. to, send all of them to Ryan Alley. I love send it. All of them. I love it. Yep. And then so the last bit here, we got one from um, our good friend Luke. Uh, we got a double backup on uh, on the Invincible Podcast podcast here. Kristen, Luke, Ryan, Bill, Wyatt, and the sweet one. It's the sweet one. Oh, see, he is. Hey, he is still here. here. He knows. He knows. <laughs> uh, here's my doodle. I did it while waiting with my son to see the doctor. She didn't say this, but I was thinking it because the times she did the conquest thing. You'll see in the picture he drew. Also, Kirkman said it in the Q&A after episode one played. He's a big fan of multiple endings and beginnings. He loved Return of the King. The joke got a lot of laughs. Anyway, he loved the three beginnings and the three endings of episode one. Your friend from the Invincible Podcast podcast, Loop. Uh, Luke and Luke also went to the premiere, um, as he just said from the uh, Q and A, and got to get this awesome little uh, bumper intro from Steve Weintraub from Collider. I'm going to put that in right here. Hey, this is Steve from Collider, and you are watching the Invincible Podcast. So that was really, really cool. I mean, I've been following yeah. Steve on Twitter for yeah, so long cool. now, and uh, um. That was a uh, that was really unexpected. That was that was super cool of you to do that, man. Thank you. Did we yeah, did we it. see? Awesome. Did he send uh, his doodle? Yes. Oh, uh, I'm gonna send it over to you guys right now. I just had it. Oh my! Oh Dude, wow! Oh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> the reason why the reason why I wanted to see it like, and I was like, yo, like, where's this doodle at? <laughs> when we were doing fan art Friday, yeah, Invincible Fan Art Friday, he posted. He like drew for Fan Art Friday to post for it, um, this like this quick sketch of Rexplode, and it was awesome. It was fucking awesome. Like 
He knows yeah. he knows what he's doing. Like, oh, yeah. guys, well, and, and he drew, podcast, he drew the three of you. Yeah, he drew the three of you for the podcast right. podcast. Yeah, and right. it was incredible. Yep. Like, oh my between, god. He's a very between, good artist. Between his art and also on the podcast, and then Chris's like really wise <laughs> breakdown of all these things. <laughs> his last name is Wise. Oh my god. It is. Um <laughs> I think I think I think they're John to something. Know, I think they're, Yep. Yeah. So thank you all for sending in your emails and your doodles. Remember, you could send in your emails and doodles to theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter, um, where we actually got a couple doodles over on Twitter as well. Say, yeah. um, I'll insert those right now into the video so you guys watching. Um, Kabam! Kaboom! That's right. So uh, thank you over to, let's see, we got one from Roberto Flores and we got one over on Twitter from jack so thank you guys for sending your doodles for the uh for episode one uh send us yeah. your thoughts on episode two and your doodles for episode two over uh to us at the invincible podcast at gmail.com and i think that does it are we done are we going to the breakdown so. is it I think so breakdown of episode two so that's it here we go so, guys so we're already after this halfway through Season two, part one. Don't so. ruin people's nights, TJ. Don't do that. Go. But yeah. And one more, one last there reminder we because we didn't know at the end of this uh, breakdown. Uh, keep an eye out for our streams of both Mortal Kombat and the Adam Eve game. Otherwise, that does it. Enjoy. Enjoy the breakdown of episode two. To the past versions of ourselves, take it away. <laughs> And here we are, back in time, having just watched episode two, which is titled, In About Six Hours, I Lose My Virginity to a Fish. <laughs> Probably the most bizarre title Invincible I, has had yet for an episode. <laughs> I can't believe yeah. they called it this. That's insane. It's not only is super there, long, is... but it's just, out of context, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It is very much like playing into... You know, Invincible gets into absurd absurdity from time to time. Mm -hmm. So I think it's definitely mm -hmm. leaning into that. This one is directed by Ian Abando. I believe I'm pronouncing his name correctly and written by Matt Lambert. Uh, so before we jump into our full recap, kind of scene by scene, let's start with just initial impressions, overall thoughts in a few sentences. Uh, what did you guys think of the episode? Let's start with Bill. Oh, I'll go first. All right, cool. Uh, I thought that it was jam-packed. And if there was any episode to... If there was going to be an episode that was going to kind of help us know what they can do in an entire season, um, it was this one. Because they did a lot in it, and it didn't feel rushed. It felt full to us because we know, like, the comics... So we're like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. They're adding all this stuff. Um, so I'm excited for the future of this season after watching this episode with what they can do in a single episode. And I feel like we talk about that a lot. Like, holy fuck, they got a lot done in an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like how much they put in this was the thing that stood out the most. My favorite scene from episode one was that, you know, the, the, the radio head scene where we're seeing a lot of different things happen. That was this for an hour. Like that was this entire episode. And it was like, at mm -hmm. one point we're like, they're doing this too. Like it just kept going. Um, also some amazing, uh, comedic beats and some really emotional stuff. Um, other than that, uh, I, I also thought that the animation was a little bit more consistent, especially with Mark. I noticed that I didn't see that 
you know the different looks his different looks quite so much yeah um mm-hmm. but no loved it it was great pretty much every, every, everything that you guys said but this this reminded me of like when you go to a concert like a like a big time concert and the artist knows that you want to hear all the singles but he also wants to play like all of his new songs too so he does like a compilation of all his like or all their like mate like big hit songs all in one compilation you know what i mean that's what this felt like it was like well the the comic fans want to see Atlantis and they want to see Shapesmith and they want to see like all these characters and all these little like, um, like not filler issues, but like, like filler type stories. And Mm -hmm. this episode was built to give us all of that pretty much all at once and be like, there you go. We did all of this stuff in season two and we did it all in episode two of season two. You got it all at once. I think, I think we were expecting because we knew from the title what it was going to be. I think we were expecting a um, "Eat Your Heart Out" Neil, Neil Armstrong episode mm-hmm. for Atlantis, yeah, right. right? And when we go half the episode seeing three other locations and fights, and it's like, what? You know. And I'm so glad. Which yeah. makes I'm so glad that that wasn't the case. Like I love the Atlantis stuff in the comic, but I, I was like, ah, oh, they're gonna do like a whole episode of this. I was like less less excited for it once once we saw what the title was Mm -hmm. but man of course it exceeds my expectation of course it does okay i mean they they could they could have they could have done what they did on mars in atlantis if they had done closer to the comic because that was way funnier and there was more to it but i think for what they did and the changes that they made it made sense and that's important too is that we keep saying jam packed, but none of it felt rushed. Right. Like yeah. there's stuff with Shapesmith in it and it wasn't rushed. Yeah. Like I forgot yeah. he was in it and I'm like, Oh yeah, that wasn't fucking rushed. Why? What'd you think? I, I echo all the stuff you guys said. Yeah. It's so packed full of stuff. I, it reminds me of when, when the issues of the comic were coming out and you'd pick up an issue and it wouldn't necessarily be an issue where, it's conquest showing up for a fight or it's whatever these big giant moments that we remember, but it's that issue where like every time you turn the page, here's another scene that is moving this plot a little bit more Mm -hmm. forward that makes you wonder where it's going. And there's so many of them at this point that it really is like the comic where it's just like, Oh yeah, I forgot Shapesmith and the whole thing with the sequids and Mm -hmm. I forgot this is happening. And now this is a little bit further along, but it, it, I feel like it took so many of those scenes that were sort of like the B plots that they're moving forward and still added like the depth and the the like extra stuff into the characters that we got in season one and we got in episode one where it just like you guys said we were all a little bit iffy on like oh is this whole episode just going to be the atlantis story and the atlantis story is so like tied into where mark's head is at with who he is as a hero right now like the way that they took a part of the comic that is a little goofier is just kind of like feels like a silly issue mm-hmm. and made it about like Mark reflecting about who he is as a hero while still delivering that funny stuff and that lighthearted stuff is so cool. And and yeah, it's just loved it. Fantastic. Can't wait to see how much they while pack also, into the next two episodes. Like, yeah. yeah. While also giving like Cecil a little bit of ammunition. Yeah. To, like, oh my God. There's so much Mark. Like we got to get into like, it. We got to get into it. Nothing was wasted. Right. Nothing right. was wasted. All right. Get into the recap because it's all, there's so much. It took me a long time to write the recap because <laughs> there's too many things. We start at graduation, which we saw in that first trailer with uh, Principal Reginald Vell Johnson. 
uh, at Reginald Vell Johnson High School. Principal Winslow. Um, Principal Winslow. Yes, Principal Winslow at Reginald Vell Johnson, Reginald Johnson. Johnson <laughs> yes. High School. Voiced by In my head, I was Johnson. like, that's weird that he's the name of the... Yeah, it's Which voiced by I, him. Yeah, I thought it was funny how, like, they... Um, uh, well, no, I was going to say, I like that he gets to say Invincible. Yes, yeah. So it's uh, William, Eve, and Amber. They're all, like, wondering where Mark is as he's, like, giving the big speech. Mm -hmm. um, it cuts to Doc Seismic at the Washington Monument, and Mark arrives there to stop him, starts talking to him in, in a very funny moment where he's like, yeah, Professor Seismic, right? And he's like, Doc, I never taught. It's not a big deal. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. their banter back and forth is always very funny to me. Uh, he starts using the earthquake bracelets and his new jetpack belt which yep. i thought was very funny because last time we saw him in season one he says like should have finished the jetpack as he's falling so now he has that <laughs> oh i've completely uh, forgot about I that like, that's so great yeah. i like how I he to. how he yeah. used his gauntlets like to, to, yeah. charge to, to start the, mm -hmm. the jetpack and then to like, yeah. yeah turn it also on. it has the music cue that like right. in the background yeah. like mm -hmm. when, when fighting him that was cool yeah so he starts attacking the monument. He's like cracking it and sending it into the ground, which causes cracks in the ground. <laughs> Riding and allows it down. The magma nights. <laughs> yeah, he's like on it as it like slowly it, sinks. Very the, funny. The, the funniest quote was when he was the whole, his whole point was that he, that, oh that, that man raped planet earth and stole the granite. Yeah. And yeah. then invincible was like well what about other buildings he's like and doc's i was like you can keep the ones made from and there was like this little <laughs> pause too yeah so you that, saw him think about it like he's right like, what's my excuse that's, that's right <laughs> it's he just wants to be a villain yeah. and he doesn't really he's i mean he's trying to be consistent but he's terrible yeah. at it. Yeah. <laughs> so while while they're fighting it's cutting back and forth between graduation and the fight uh the principal winslow uh gives some like relevant lines to mark of sometimes life hits you with everything it's got as he's getting beat up yeah. very cool uh mark eventually defeats all the magma knights and then goes to take out doc seismic but is getting like blown back so he flies up the washington monument out the top of it to uppercut him and knock him out and we get a great little line between uh mark and cecil where cecil's like couldn't have done that before he destroyed another national monument and mark's like i mean I could try to push it back out. Do you want me to? He's like, no, don't do that. This is a very funny moment. Mm -hmm. um, and then eventually cut back to graduation where I thought it was very funny that uh, Principal Winslow gives a quote from the great Abraham Lincoln that whatever you are, be a good one, which is amazing just because yeah. I hope Immortal says that later this season. Like, I hope he tells someone that line. Oh my God, I like, never oh, even thought of that. That is Abraham, Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln. is in the show. That, He's yeah. in the show. That is really funny. I oh completely forgot about that. However, because they had brought up the fact that there were fake quotes, I did check and it is often attributed to Abraham Lincoln and it was not a quote by Abraham Lincoln. It's That's by like really a, a, a British author or something. I forgot who, but uh, just keep it in, definitely wasn't. Abraham just Lincoln. keep in mind if, if, uh, if, if you haven't read the comics, you probably have no idea why we're attributing Abraham Lincoln, but just go, <laughs> just go read the comics. No, it, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's in season one. Does it, does it talk about it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. When when you see his world. life, yeah, yeah you oh, see that's it go. Right. That's right. I forgot they showed him. that in season yeah. one. That's right. It would be funny if Mark was like, once he learns he was maybe he maybe he learns that he's he was Abraham Lincoln. If he was like, hey, did you say this? Because or if he's, he's like, like, I didn't say oh, that. It would be a good one, right? 
He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, that would be good. That would be good. So they all get their diplomas. Uh, there's a funny little moment between Mark and Amber teasing each other over their middle names. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, they all toss their graduation caps into the sky where we get a nice recreation of the, the cover. And, of course, the moment of the comic where Mark does that with his are, graduation Is it going to land in England Without, next episode? Or do we think we're going to see no. that? Oh, I, think it's I could see them be- holding it. I could see them holding it for later. I think it's going to be the opening to episode five. Yeah, I think it's going to be. Oh, yeah, better. that would that would be good. Yep. That would be good. be good. One TJ. thing I will say yeah. is that I believe because we have no reason to come back to him. We've probably heard the last of Reginald Bell Johnson. Yeah, see, that's the thing. That's why I meant like I really like that he got to deliver the line because he's the one that gives Invincible his name in the comic. So it was cool that that's he true. got to deliver the line here. And I agree, TJ, it would be a great <laughs> exit for him in the comics. We do see him more. So Ooh. I don't know. It mm. depends. He becomes yeah. I, he becomes the dean. Oh, of the college. that's right. That's right. That's I was right. just gonna say that's he's right. like he's like that's Mr. Right. Feeney, and he but, follows. The yes, kids. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a great reference because that's yeah. probably yeah. yeah. However, yeah. I don't know if they need to. Um, they need to. They're gonna keep him so? on board, bro. Uh, I hope oh, so. Yeah. yeah. No if they if they to, can and he's yeah. available, then they'll they'll get I him. Yeah. He of course ends his speech. He of course ends his speech by saying, "Remember, be bold, be original, be." And then we cut to the title, Invincible, Invincible. which is where I'm going to slightly take us on the tangent back to my prediction from last week. Yeah, it was confirmed. It was confirmed. (laughs) We now see at least the the E in black and blue in the background. I don't think Wyatt should be able to make predictions anymore. (laughs) He ruins it. As as mad as we were (laughs) last time we talked about it, the fact that it was confirmed, I am double as mad. Double it. <laughs> we like remember how last time we almost flipped the table we almost like like straight up right so if house. you if, if, and just if, to if, just to put into perspective too we did our episode one recap about like 30 minutes before starting episode two yeah so in between mm-hmm. me making that prediction on our last episode and us having it essentially confirmed was maybe an hour so at the most just so just in yeah. case you forgot or you missed that part of the last episode why it predicted that the uh the intro of the cracking would slowly reveal the blue background which would lead us into the blue suit of invincible which is a major part of the uh in the story and in, in the comic and i think we all suspected even why like i think we all suspected for it to just be light cracks Every episode was long yeah, in the background, and it was just a huge yeah. chunk of it blue in the background. Yeah. We're like, "Oh, what the fuck!" Like all of us watching it together, yeah. like Wyatt on stream and everything, and we're just like, "Damn it!" <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a moment. <laughs> Super exciting to see the blue and no black and blue being revealed. Like it's confirmed, it's, it's happening. Yeah. yeah, it's exciting. And with how fast it happened, I almost do wonder if that's not going to be through the entire season of season two. And that it's maybe going to reveal and have something different for the second half, but that also feels like really yeah, quick to get to the glue quick. being significant. So probably mm-hmm. not. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Is the very finale. the finale going to be the full black and blue, and then blood? No, stop. Okay, all right. Why? Yeah, we I just told you to keep that your stupid me. predictions to yourself. <laughs> that was Ryan, where you said that it would continue. 
and and then there would be something for the second half. You fucking asshole! I swear to God, if you're right again, I'm gonna be so We've mad. We've done one scene. <laughs> We've done one scene. Oh my we gosh, it's such a long night. Eve's treehouse, where we hear the song "Hey You" by Chair Model playing, um, mm. where William, Eve, Amber, and Mark are hanging out. Um, they're all kind of like enjoying some drinks together, but Mark is like super distant off to the side. Eve's turning some pine cones into more drinks for all of them. Um, he, Mark kind of gives the excuse that he's on call. Um, we get a funny little line from William being like, I love having superhero friends. I mean, Eve, not Mark. He doesn't even take me flying anymore. Like very (laughs) funny little line. One thing I noticed. Um, So Eve. Oh yeah, go ahead. Was just like, they were talking about their, their summer plans and everything. And, um, Eve brings up the fact that she's going to be helping with the reconstruction in Chicago. And then she's like, Oh, sorry. And uh, you know, Mark, um, that's a theme through this episode that yeah, like everybody keeps bringing up Omni-Man and bringing up his dad and then quickly being like, Oh, sorry, sorry. Like, and like three people do it. Three or four people do it. And um, yeah, I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. And that is Mm -hmm. like that. It's a, it's a, cool aspect of what mark is going through because in the first episode it was just like mark telling other people that he's dealing with this like angst about becoming his father and now it feels like everyone else is walking on eggshells around him of being like oh sorry i know that that's probably like traumatic for you for me to bring this up like i mean for him to be like in his head about about it and then now for everybody else to be reminding him it's like he can't he can't avoid it and so yeah i think that was good for especially where this episode leads to in that boiling point yeah but eve makes him a virgin mai tai since he's on call uh and then they all cheers and amber says to the best summer ever which i'm sure isn't ominous at all no i'm not gonna like go awry what's interesting and i know that we're only two scenes in now and we just got through the second scene is that there's not really a lot of the same chemistry between eve and eve and mark haven't really had an opportunity to but there's not really that chemistry that's there. And I, and I, I kind of like that though, because, uh, sorry. Uh, I kind of like that though, because it, it kind of gets us away from that and gets us to forget about that for a little while. And right. I think they're doing that on purpose yeah, and it's yeah. just like, Hey, I'm with Amber and this is the norm. This is, yeah. this is just how we're living our life now. And it's, and Eve's like, mm-hmm. you do get a little awkward moment there between invincible and eve um i was like hey yeah. hey um yeah. but other than that i i kind of like that they're kind of buried in, that in the comic the the love triangle and the will they won't they was very much like in your face right the whole time. like part of amber's and character this... was oh eve's involved in this like the fact that they're yeah. giving their relationship room to breathe is great time time to grow because again yeah. like and we talked about this in the first season is that like when it happens you know, spoilers, like it's going to probably be like, really, I, I, I'm going to wait to see, I'm going to love to see the people who are so anti Amber, like be sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hope, I hope that happens. I really hope it yeah. happens. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, next we get a scene at the U S space agency where the astronauts from last season are telling their boss how serious the sequid problem is and how they need to do something about it. Put a, put a fucking quarter, put a quarter in the fucking jar in the jar. We're that much closer to commission guys. Um, <laughs> their boss asks Russ Livingston, uh, about it. And he gets very nervous and says, uh, uh, Martians. Is that how you call it? Yeah, yeah. I have to go use your urination chamber. 
yes. and he runs off to go to the bathroom. This was such a good scene. I love this. This scene. was immediately Russ, ben, ben Schwartz being oh like, God. you got the right guy yeah, for the job. Yeah. I'm here and I'm Shape Smith. It's yeah. fantastic. He's so good. Like, I mean, yeah. fast forward, like him just like knowing that they grabbed those paper towels, but not knowing why. why? So he just keeps grabbing them over and over and over again. Like, <laughs> As so, he's nervous. Like, it's and so he's like, stupid and funny. He's like, this oh, is what so humans good. do. They just grab these paper towels. Yeah. And to have that, that he has that whole scene with his boss where he thinks he's going to be killed, but he's put on uh, leave until he gets his head on straight. And then he looks into the mirror and goes, <laughs> like, did I not do the head right when yeah, I morphed yeah. into this human? Oh, it's so good. It is great. It's, uh, it's very much, it's very much like um, Drax, like oh, taking yeah. everything literally. Yeah. Uh-huh. But there's a part early or later on where <laughs> someone says hi, Russ, yeah. and he's like, i don't think i caught that moment until my second viewing and i was like did he just say yes russ it's yeah. so <laughs> 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 so next scene we get a construction site in chicago where they're rebuilding and eve shows up and starts using her powers to help uh, rebuild a building that was damaged in Mark and Nolan's fight. Uh, all of the crowd cheers, but the construction worker starts yelling at Eve for like scaring the crew, uh, and because now they have no way of knowing you if it's built to code. That uh, was scary. <laughs> and there's a the, a resident comes forward with her daughter and like comes to Eve, Eve's defense and like thanks her, saying you know it takes forever for anything to get done. It's about time people cut through the red tape. Um, and she mentions how she's been trying to get the city to clean up an, an empty lot for six years now. So Eve starts using her powers again to turn the lot into a park. And we get maybe the most heartfelt moment in all of Invincible so far is Eve using her powers. And then a camera pans out and the little girl is next to her doing the same moves. Yeah. And every time I've watched the episode, I like oh, it just it's if so it's so sweet. If I could, Remy and Riker watched these episodes with me again for the second time. And Remy was just like loved Eve and loved the scene. And when like she made the swing sets and stuff, she's like, oh, and that's what? And, and that's I was why like, this it's is there. And that's this why this is important. Yeah. I'm like, yep. this is awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love the focus on Eve. It makes so much sense. Keep yeah. keep doing yes. it. So good. So cool. Yeah. Uh, so the crowd all cheers, and then Eve gets a phone call from her mom. She asks if something's wrong, and it cuts away to Mark at home, uh, walking into the kitchen while Debbie is there. And she asks him about, like, when did you start drinking coffee? He mentions since, you know, it's ever since he got his powers. And they both notice that one of the cabinets that was replaced by Cecil's people uh, won't stay closed. And they're kind of, like, frustrated with it. Uh, Debbie tries to convince Mark to take a vacation, uh, but Mark says that he can't really leave. He's just now working with Cecil. Um, Debbie eventually like tells him, you know, I know you need to prove yourself, but no one thinks that you're going to turn out like your father. And this like makes Mark upset. Why would you even say that? So he starts storming off and she grabs him by the wrist. And then Cecil says like, we have a situation. I need you. And he says, thank God. And she says, what? And he goes, I have to go and pulls Why? his hand you, away. You and it's so heartbreaking you couldn't hear us when when we're watching it you know without us having a a mute but like the audible gasp that i know i don't know if bill did but i definitely heard tj it's like a oh like when he says that oh yeah yeah Yeah. and i was was nervous i was nervous i was like yeah 
Yeah. And I don't know if it was an intentional reference, but they close up on Debbie's hand reaching out for Marks as he pulls away. And it feels very much like a lot of Invincible covers with the hand like that, mm-hmm. that sort of recurring oh, yeah. theme. It's not exactly like any of the covers, but it just the fact that they did like a close up on it felt thematically the same. Yeah. So yeah. to me, it felt really just as, as a parent and and knowing what Debbie had gone through, like she's she's losing her son like she lost her husband and she knows that like he's his father's son you know so like that fear of losing him and and him being so quick to like not want to be there it just it's and it's heart-wrenching and i feel so bad for Debbie. and like what she says she refers to them both as being raw and like Mm -hmm. she knows everything's like eggshells and her saying that and she puts her foot in her mouth but she didn't mean it that way and i know he's taking it that way but that's not how she meant like all that yeah. too is just piling. And I think in the comic during this period, you know, Mark and, and Debbie obviously drift apart, but I don't think it's shown as well as this scene shows it. And other scenes in yeah. this episode yeah. of really showing that like they love each other. They care about each other. Neither of them can fix what's wrong. Like neither of them mm-hmm. are able to do anything about like the, 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 trauma that both of them are carrying around so mark leaves and then as he leaves and debbie's alone in the kitchen the cabinet swings open one more time before the scene is open just to punctuate how it's going which is so good uh so we cut to guardians hq uh where the whole team looks very beat up rex is complaining about uh the training that immortals putting them through uh, mm-hmm. And then in the locker room, someone Rex- hit him in the nuts. Someone got him in the nuts. <laughs> That's true. He does mention that. <laughs> and yeah. he goes into the locker room uh, and he hears uh, duplicate in the showers. So he starts to go and join her so that she can kiss away some of his boo-boos. I believe he says, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then she comes out to confront him being like, you know, you and I aren't a thing and this We're isn't done. happening. And as she's talking, she starts she like starts to lose focus. We'll say because other things she might starts be to happening. moan a little bit. Hey, <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. I have talked about like, I remember one thing I was like, Hey, when we talked to Kirkman, I want to know about duplicate. I want to <laughs> know if her duplicates duplicates feel what she feels. If they share pain or if mm. they're just like, yeah. and this confirms that they all kind of share the same like they're whether connected. or not she's yeah. the one feeling yeah. it they're all connected yeah. which is fucking horrifying because yeah. the amount yeah. of times the they die they crushed they all feel it they yeah. all feel themselves get splattered that's and that's that's terrible yeah, it is. that's wild but she's you know a little shorter breath rex is like i know that sound <laughs> and he starts to go into the shower and immortal and a couple of more duplicates come out and he immortal tells him this is none of your business kate tells him like you and i were never a thing me and immortal are deal with it and walks yeah. away which you know uh, rex getting a little of his, his own Whoa, medicine don't you feel bad obviously for what him? happened to eve you know a, a call back to yeah. that moment mm-hmm I, yeah. I don't know how I felt about Immortal when I was reading the comic book, but I don't really like him as a person right he, now. He's I kind don't of, think he's you're kind really of supposed to. Are you? That's yeah. what I was going to ask. Like, I don't think you are. He okay. always uh, read as like a stick in the mud kind of like, yeah. yeah. But like but even in the like first a... season, even in the first season, like who was he? Like he was the leader of the Guardians, yeah. but he never really had any character building. And then he came back at the end. But the second he woke up, he was like in yeah. revenge mode. And yeah. then you get the fight with him and Omni Man, and then he's just gone. So I don't. 
there was never any character really built with him to make you like until, him, okay. which much later yeah. in the comic. And then right. I think right. they're leaving. And now he's in... just come. Yeah. yeah, he gets awesome. Yeah, but they're... right now I don't think you're supposed to yeah. care one way or the other. Right about now, him. all I want to say every time Immortals on the screen is "Okay, Boomer." I just want to be like "Okay, Boomer." <laughs> like, <laughs> that's okay, probably what they're going for. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, it's working. Yeah. It's working. Uh, so the next scene we get. Uh, not Russ Livingston, the Martian who's impersonating Russ Livingston. Do we know his, does he have an actual name? I know he goes by the Shapesmith later on, but I don't know that we know his name. And I was trying to figure that out as I was writing this because he's not technically Shapesmith yet. Yeah. But anyways, he's in Hmm. his apartment, just in a bathrobe, watching newscasts about the original Guardians as he reaches to pull out one of the several frozen pizzas that he has stocked the fridge with Mm -hmm. and just opens it up, getting ready to eat it raw when his land landlady shows up and does the scene we were talking about. Hi, Russ. Yes, Russ. <laughs> okay. I know you've been out of a job, but rent was due a couple of months ago. So, you know, and he goes, I do. <laughs> it's just, every bit of dialogue is hilarious. And it's then so he bites funny. the frozen pizza while talking to her. It's just fantastic. <laughs> she yeah. eventually walks away and she says, like, you know, figure out what you're going to do for money. He goes back in and sees Martian Man on the news and, like, reverts back to his Martian form. He does um, not have a name in the comic. Yeah, I just that like, makes nope. sense. It yeah. says un- unknown. And I will say this is jumping a- a- ahead a little bit because we the next time we see him is when he's got his suit on. The one scene that I will say I missed from the comic, I love when he goes to visit Art to like get a costume design, and then like Art shows yeah. him a design. Yeah. And he goes, "Oh, that's great!" And he's like, "Okay, so it's going to be this much, or you need to pay me." And he's like, "Oh no, I don't need that." And he just designs it on himself, and then yeah. leaves. And Art's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> "Like, yeah, that, I love yeah. that." So it is a bummer that, that we didn't get that. that but I get why this this episode already had a ton in yeah. it. So, but I that would have worked. That would have worked really well yeah. on the show. And getting Mark Hamill <laughs> back really well on the show. Yeah, for sure. We can, uh, so can then we get then we get a scene of Cecil sending Mark to Midnight City, which this uh, this scene or most of it we is the scene that we got to see in San Diego Comic Con. But it is uh, Mark flying to Midnight City. Cecil's kind of explaining the whole magic behind it, that it was cursed by the Midnight Magician. Um, he goes in and out of the barrier a few times because he's like amused by it of like how it turns to night. Um, and again, we said it before, but such a cool design in the way that it looks so much like Batman, the animated series with the red sky and everything. Oh gosh, like it looks It's so just cool. awesome. This was another moment where Cecil says, well, I, I identified Darkwing's rib cage personally. Oh, so- yeah. sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. Oops. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah. If I oh. could, so uh, someone who has not read the comic book, i.e. Riker, was watching this with me, as I as I stated before, and all the things that are like, that you want to hit hard are hitting hard. Yeah. Like, so oh, he's like, so wait, good. he didn't he die? So that's not him, right? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. Riker. And then he literally was like, oh, I'm not him. I'm the psychic. And he was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, I want to watch it with Riker. It's uh, dude, it's awesome watching it with them (laughs) because they don't know, and it's so great. It's so great. (laughs) So Mark Mark shows up just in time to stop the new Darkwing from killing uh, a criminal who he apparently had already killed one. Um, He quickly realizes that this is Darkwing's old sidekick. Uh, He's apparently hearing voices because as Mark talks to Cecil, he's like, "You hear them too." So they are like, "Say real quick, they." they they did do the call back to the uh, 
the two villains that the are hanging there and their skeletons. Up. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, Such like a this scene. Another moment like uh Steven Yeun, especially in Atlantis, has some really great Dude. ones, but especially here too, when he's yeah. like, Oh, you hear them too? And he's like, Oh, what, what uh, oh no, no. Like he does yeah. he's so good. He's so good. Like, yeah. just yeah. the little things sometimes yeah. are just and, and like I know we talked about it in, like during season one, but like Final Space, Little oh, Kato, right, right. he was fantastic as he did another yeah. voice acting gig and he was great. So Yeah. Check that so out. So Mark, Mark and uh, the new Darkwing start fighting. Uh, he explains that his predecessor made this exoskeleton to deal with people like Mark. So he's a little bit stronger than usual, you imagine. And he starts pulling him into the Shadowverse, and they hear creatures, the sounds of creatures that are dark, hungry things. Uh, Mark eventually like pulls him back into the Shadowverse, uh, and Darkwing eventually is like, you wouldn't. And Mark says, you said it yourself. I'm Omni-Man's son. You have no idea what I'm mm-hmm. capable of. So and I love like, like, who, who do you think they're going to eat first? Like that yeah. was great. Yeah. 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 So good. I like too, that it started out with being like where he said you're Omni-Man's son. And he's, he's just like, don't call me that. Yeah. He's like very pissed off about it. And then it just comes back to where he's like, you know what? You maybe miss. you're right. Maybe, yeah. maybe I am Omni-Man's son. Mm-hmm. So you see him like, and I also love too, that he's holding his arm and <laughs> Darkwing is just like punching him in the face you and, see and Mark just is just move, sitting there with it back. Yeah. It's so just good. sitting there, like taking it all, like no problem. Like, yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. So that's then eventually like, kind of terrifying though. Yeah. Yeah. That's sure. like getting lost. Like, like putting, I don't know. I, I think that's very scary. Like if he didn't have his arm, that would have been the end of Invincible. Yeah, because it also sort of well, it's it also sort of feels like there's like no gravity in that space. Like it's just a void. It's very yeah, cool. It's yeah. a cool design. Yeah. Um. So eventually they get out. Mark knocks him out very quickly. Uh, Cecil tells Mark good job, uh, but then drops the call because he has something else he has to deal with. Because Debbie is there at the Pentagon to confront Cecil about how hard he's working. Mark. Um. They argue for a while. Uh. And she says like you know, oh, you just, you, you like him because you can control him and that he's not like Nolan, that he'll follow your orders. And then Donald walks in and Debbie is very concerned about the fact that Donald walks in because she saw him explode in a house. Last episode, we were like, oh, nobody knows but Cecil, right? And I had forgotten. (laughs) Oh no, Debbie was there. You're like, oh yeah, Yeah. Debbie knows. And then the Mm -hmm. next episode, we get this scene. Ah, so good. Again. So basically was like, why is Donald there? He's like, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't know, man. That's so good. Basically, we've learned any prediction we make is going to be resolved in the next episode. So we have to be very careful about whatever predictions we make at the end of this episode. You have to be careful, Wyatt. You have to be careful because I'm always wrong. Not always. Not always. Uh, So Donald comes up when Donald first shows up. He and and Debbie standing there when Debbie first realizes like, oh, Donald's still alive. Before that, Donald shows up and hands like schematics to um, to Cecil and says, these are this is the Mars information that you mm-hmm. wanted. Mm. So I'm wondering if like Cecil has some information about Mars or what's going on on Mars right now. Wait, so just I a little see thing. That. Was it? I think it's also. Go ahead. It Ryan. was Mars. Because I was blending the two storylines, actually. You're right. So then that would mean that he's involved with that. I yeah, know, I'm watching it. I think it's, I think as we talk, so I'm gonna listen to what he says. It's also, it's also mm-hmm. no, noteworthy that even Donald is confused why he's yeah. 
There. Yeah, dude, that's not, such not a why, funny yeah, part. Like, why she's concerned. And, Donald, and yeah, you she was see, like, she's like, you're alive. Like, and, like, like, she's like freaking out. And then as she's walking away, he's like, that was, was weird. Yeah, he's like, what was that about? <laughs> and you see about, yeah. Cecil, like, recognize file. that and immediately start escorting Debbie out to be like, I can't have these two in the room together yeah. because then uh, presumably she's going to say something to Donald to make him realize that he died and that, you know. So yeah, that that scene end, ends with Cecil, you know, escorting Debbie out as Donald kind of like walks or watches them and, and is confused. So are um, we just then we that, see that the yeah. uh, uh, the space agency has reached out to Cecil, or is Cecil doing something on his own, or is the Shapesmith related? Like the fact that he wants the Mars file, interesting. I like to think that like mm. Cecil is monitoring that stuff on his own in yep. the way that like, yeah. you know, he is he is the Nick Fury where he's just always one step ahead of everyone and like monitoring. It would make sense that he's monitoring space I mean, and Mars. You know he, what I mean? He's the one who wanted Mark to go to Mars with them. And, I mean, yeah, he obviously knows what happened there. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But huh. yeah. all right. So we see Eve back at her parents' house. Um, she is learning from her mom that they're in financial trouble. So she fills their fridge with food uh, as her dad comes home in a Burger Mart shirt. Uh, he explains that he had to take a job there because the HQ for the furniture store he used to work for got destroyed in Chicago by you people. They are really um, building us a, a backstory I, to him. They're giving him more, more to do. <laughs> were you just so excited bill you're getting I was more so excited i'm like oh man they're really delving into him. Lore. <laughs> i like too that it wasn't so obvious to to adam eve at first either but that like they were sitting down she was having coffee with with her mom and she's like what is going on like i know something's wrong and she's like oh it's just been tight around here and she's like well why didn't you tell me i can just give you whatever you want and, like bills everything and she freaks out she's like change it back before your dad yeah. gets home and then yeah. he walks in if and it's i like were a... adam wilkins i would be like yo give me a ps5 give me a ps <laughs> right? vr like right well, i don't know why we don't disagree on much <laughs> i was gonna say you're turning on him after being <laughs> such a huge supporter maybe the <laughs> only supporter his name's not adam is yeah. it it is it is yeah it's, is it adam tag, it's adam, adam. yeah oh no shit isn't yeah. that weird i thought that was weird i missed too. that I know. Which I thought was interesting of like, is there any connection there of like Eve calling herself Adam Eve? Was it like originally maybe, like, maybe a little bit of a tribute to her dad at some point? Who knows? Yep. They're building them up. They're giving them more story. <laughs> so Eve, 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 Eve turns one of the apples to gold for them to sell. The father continues like arguing and then she leaves because she says the Times has to interview about her, the work she's been doing in Chicago. Uh, then we see Amber at her job as she's making phone calls, uh, trying to get people to vote for the city comptroller. Comptroller. Uh, this was amazing. <laughs> even even Mark was like, maybe just don't. What's a what's a comptroller? Don't use words like audit. Like, yeah, just yeah. Stop. Yeah. Also, great continuing Amber's character from season one. And and yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So Mark says he's going to take her to lunch uh, and she says she knows she, you know, has a tie place down the road, but he says he's picking the place. Uh, and then as they're flying, we get uh, another song that is called Truly Modern Love by the Last Royals. Um, Mark and Amber land. She's blindfolded. They land on what appears to be the Eiffel Tower. And then Amber notices all of the casinos Wait, around. <laughs> I have to stop you really quick, yes, Wyatt. Go. We're, I, I know that me... Ryan and TJ were all like, no fucking way is he going to go to Paris with Amber? Like, because we know that that's right. the spot. So to him, that's to true. have him do that again, did you think the same thing? Were I you didn't. Like, I didn't even oh. put that together. Yeah. 
Yeah, we were worried. Yeah. And then when she was like, oh, it's Vegas, we're like, oh, okay, good. You're not a... All right. <laughs> no, that makes sense, though. So, yeah, they're they're talking for a while. Uh, um, Mark explains, you know, that she only has an hour for lunch. He can't fly her to Europe that fast without having her skin being torn off, which is a great, funny little oh, line. Also right. explaining, like, <laughs> the actual yeah. logistics of if you could fly around the planet, but you're, you know, with a human. Yep. Uh, so Cecil calls to interrupt the lunch, telling Mark that he needs him. Uh, Mark asks Amber if they can do dinner instead uh, and then goes to fly off at first and then comes back and was like, actually, wait, I got to fly you back to your work first, which was really funny because there was a moment where it was like, is he just going to leave just there? He just flew her to Vegas. Top of the Eiffel gonna... Tower He's out? in Vegas. Yeah. So a small a small complaint, not even a complaint, but a, whatever you call it, criticism or whatever, gripe. gripe that we had with season one was that they built up the relationship with Mark and Amber and then they start dating and then it it was like the next episode they go to the college and she gets mad at him, you know, for, for what happens and everything like that. And I remember because I was listening back to some of our episodes, we were disappointed that we never got to see happy phase. Like it was the early, like, are we going to start dating phase? And then her upset with him for keeping the secret, Um, which again could play into like Mark, not doing a great job at what he, you know, at, you know, being honest with her or whatever. But we missed out on seeing some of that because we didn't get to feel that relationship in its good times, you know, and I really like it, but it, it, we did, but it was like newish. Like they went to the fair and stuff and they, that was it. dude. It was that one scene. Yeah. yeah. That was but it. Like, yeah. That was the only yeah. thing. But it was a little something. And that was like them building their relationship but, to building but up just this episode, like the graduation thing, like the, the tree house, Paris or the middle, the middle thing game thing, like, the, yeah. the back yeah. and forth. Like they have like a really good relationship for, from yeah. this episode already. So I don't yeah. know, I, I their relationship sure. like, is more believable that's it yeah than it was in, in season yeah. one yeah yeah uh so mark yeah. mark flies off and meets cecil at the edge of the ocean on what looks like some kind of atlantean platform that as they're talking starts to glow seeming to like you know show that they're arriving um, if anyone and it's raining and it Atlantis. just looks cool yeah, yeah. if you've seen the movie this Atlantis is... you understand that technology yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah this is that shot from the trailer where Cecil's just standing in the rain with the lightning going in the background um, and he Great starts explaining animation. the sort Great. of premise to Mark about how because his father killed their king their customs say that you know his next of kin is now going to have to marry the widow and mark starts arguing about how you know he's got a girlfriend he can't do that he's like wait am i gonna have to you know <laughs> and he's like it's just a formality don't worry about it just go down there you know maybe kiss the queen and then everyone's happy yeah so he boards the little ship as cecil takes off to go back uh to the pentagon because he returns to the Pentagon to see, yeah, because there's another plot line happening, and he's very upset that they called him back just because the Lizard League is attaching, uh, attacking some research lab uh, led by Supreme Lizard this time. This was uh, a, such a cool scene. Yeah, it's so awesome. he sends in the Guardians uh, and says, like, if they can't handle the Lizard League, then they shouldn't be the Guardians. So send them in, uh, and then. Uh, they encounter another Rex Blode, <laughs> who we have a funny little moment of Rex being like, not this again. That better not be you, Rudy. <laughs> and eventually they're asking who he is. And Shapesmith says, I call me the Shapesmith. <laughs> <laughs> Which again is just perfectly delivered by Ben Schwartz. Yeah. Um, 
That scene continues. We cut back to Atlantis where Mark is being given a breathing mask. He's introduced to the queen, surrounded by all the other Atlanteans. Um, she explains how she doesn't need a king. She's not, you know, having him come down there to be king because she's been ruling Atlantis for over a decade decade while Aquarius was playing dress up with the humans, which so is very funny. Good. I love that they basically like Mark telling Cecil, your your uh, Atlantean customs are a little outdated. They're talking yeah. about the comic book. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> like they, they yeah, changed definitely. what was originally in the comic book and like it, it worked so perfectly. I loved it. That's true. It is sort of funny that way too. Whereas like, you know, if this was all happening 20 years ago when the comic was first coming out, maybe that was their customs. But yeah. she says like, oh, we got rid of those customs, you know, years ago. So yeah, it's been years since then. Makes yeah. sense. Uh, that she explained they abolished the old laws and that the new law is trial by combat. So the guards shout to release the depth dweller, which then we get the moment of the episode that I probably laughed the hardest where we get the tiny little seahorse creature come out and Mark's like, okay, it doesn't really seem fair, but if I got to fight it, I guess. And he floats over there and just goes, and you hear the... <laughs> little squeak down yeah and mark like not fully committing to the Kinda punch like, either is all right so funny i won yeah, like, i go no i did it yeah oh he's so good <laughs> and then this of course reveals that it's like a you know yeah. dangly bit coming off of a much larger creature Which that again, comes out that mark has to fight. angler fish thing like again didn't doubt yeah. for a second but it was worth it because it was so yeah well executed that it was yeah. it was awesome mm-hmm. Yeah, you can see the setup of it's going to definitely, there's always a bigger fish, as yeah, Qui-Gon right. says. Um, but the execution of the punch and the sound and everything yeah. is is what made it so funny, I think. Uh, so then we cut to Debbie and Paul getting ready to oh. show a house that they are selling. Uh, a much younger Paul than the Paul that we meet in the comics. Yep. Much more like, I would say, closer looking to Omni-Man is than this- the Paul that... Wait, that's comments. Paul? That's, that's the same Paul? Paul? That's, that's the Paul. Paul. That's Paul. His name is Paul. Yeah, and he is. says all we you when later, we saw later. It. You did like, it. I didn't know why. He was an old guy in the yeah. comic, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Oh, I mean, Debbie. so like, oh is this like the first, this is like the first uh, reveal for us. Like no trailer, no nothing. We had no idea Paul yeah. was showing up. That was kind of cool. True. This is true. Again, if you haven't read the comic, Paul's a character. Paul's the guy. <laughs> you guys did react. There's and a guy I was named just Paul. Like, what? What's going on? Ate some French fries and moved on. <laughs> so they're showing a house that they're selling. Uh, the they're showing it to a couple. The wife of the couple seems very excited. Seems to love the house. The husband is very negative. He's like shutting her down, saying, you know, when she makes the money, she can decide things. Um, he's kind of snapping at her, and then Debbie mutters, "She's not your pet." And you see the guy like react of what did you say? Paul quickly tries to like divert it and tells her like, take the rest of the day off. I'll call you later. Yeah. And even before that, again, the heartbreaking scene to see more of like the angst that Debbie's carrying around. Even before that, she struggles with the the stupid mailbox mailbox door. Yeah. Flapping Mm -hmm. down. And it won't stay shut. It's like trying this thing just keeps there's something broken and it keeps nagging at you and you can't. It's yeah. like an yeah. itch that you just can't, sc- and it's just you're just getting more and more pissed oh, off. And, you and feel it's, it it's such episode. a cool, 
Yeah. It's such a cool, it's such a good like way to tell that, like just like things like keep opening because they rebuilt the entire house and it's just not the way it was. Things are just not, we've all not like put it right. Yeah. Not only that, but we've all experienced being so mad at an inanimate object when we're having a rough day and you just want to fucking like, you blame Mm -hmm. it, right? Because you have nothing else to blame. So good. So smart. So we uh, cut back to uh, Mark in Atlantis fighting the Depth Dweller. Um, Cecil says, like, I'm going to call in backup. Like, don't worry, Uh, which we later find out is a bunch of missiles that he's sending in. Uh, But before the missiles show up, the Depth Dweller lets out a loud uh, shout sound. And this sort of immobilizes Mark. And he, like, grabs at his ears and is talking about how much the sound is hurting him. Can't really move. And then eventually it stops and he's able to keep moving. The missiles come and hit the depth dweller to kind of like knock it out a little bit, but it also breaks free one of the chains. So mm-hmm. it starts, you know, attacking all of the Atlanteans as Mark is trying to get away. Can um, I pause just for a second? I just want to make yeah. sure we shout out that this might be the best looking animation Invincible has ever looked, in my opinion. It absolutely, his hair yeah. flowing. Yeah. And like, yeah, like awesome. the ripped costume, the, the the everything, like the yeah, it was beautiful. How it his was movement insane. in water, so yeah. good. Like, it was it really, really good, and I don't know. He rushes at the camera at one point, like towards the screen, yeah, and yeah. the goggle goes, and you see his eye for a split second, for a split second. Like the, yeah, the detail on this is incredible. I loved this, the animation in this. It movie. really. It really feels like they knew that all of us were going to go, oh, we're doing the Atlantis story. And then they're like, watch us do the Atlantis yeah, story. Watch. We're going to make watch. it relevant yeah. to Mark's character. We're going to make it look awesome. We're going to make the action great. We're going to put little things that are going to pay off later. Like, yeah, yeah they they just nailed it. Uh, so Mark sees everybody getting hurt. He says, you know, they just wanted justice for what my dad did. Cecil says, you're not your father, Mark. And he says, that's why I'm going that's back. That's why I'm And it was, that was the moment back. where I was like, yep. hell yeah. I yep. love that we did the Atlantis story. <laughs> like, yeah. I take back everything I said about how we should skip it. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so he fights the creature, eventually knocks it back down into the depths, and it like drags him down. But then we see him crawling onto the shore and vomiting uh, some more as Cecil tells him that the Atlanteans are going to call it even since he saved uh, the queen's life. And two Cecil tells him, yeah. next yeah. time I, I give you an order, you listen. So he's like reminding him like, hey, you weren't really listening to what I had to say. Yeah. So uh, Wyatt, um, yeah. since we're two for two for, for vomiting in in season two who's so far, vomit next who's time? going to vomit in episode three? Mm. Alan? Do we think Alan's going to be it and Alan's going to vomit? Talia. Talia. To Maybe. Talia? Maybe because I think Alan will be in it because I, we haven't really seen Alan predictions yet. yet and yes. yeah, where there's Alan, there's Canslock. So maybe somebody's eaten some Canslock and they don't and like vomits. it and, it, and yeah. decide to puke. But that seems pretty excessive for Canslock because it's always we'll seemed. Kind of yeah. My vote is my vote's um, Alan. My vote's Alan. Okay. Anyways, okay. I feel like it's gonna be somebody like random, like Rex or yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe Shapesmith. Let him vomit Rudy. some frozen pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Rudy, like he's never he, Rudy's never experienced throwing True. before. Uh, True. Oh yeah, he's like, what's happening to me? Like stepbrothers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna throw up. I'm gonna throw up. 
<laughs> you, you guys both are too good at that. At <laughs> just that moment from Step Brothers. Oh, we know we know it so well. Yeah. So so we're back with Cecil now, and Cecil tells Donald to bring up the audio from the fight, and they listen to the sound that the creature used to immobilize Mark. And Cecil says, "Give it to the boys in R and D. I want to report in a week," which is. I didn't even catch that really the first time that we watched it. And then watching it again, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. how did I not yeah. obviously notice that? When it and happened, then, we were all like, oh man. So then yeah. Cecil actually like acknowledging oh, it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. Which is cool because I don't think in the comic, we don't really, do we get an origin of how Cecil sort of figures nope. that out? No, in fact, no, no. we don't. They, yeah. they, I think he even just no, assumed fact, he was uh, like, I think Cecil said in the comic spoilers, um, we assumed because yeah. you can fly yeah. that yeah. it has to do with your inner ear. So we just yeah. disrupt your inner ear. So. But it's cool to see that because, again, like if I'm Cecil in that position and the Omni-Man situation just happened, I'd probably make the same call. Right. Like I you would. need something. Yeah. It's, contingencies it's on really contingencies. cool. I love how. Yeah. I love that they're planting kind of those seeds. Uh, Donald mentions to Cecil that Debbie seemed very distressed when she saw him earlier, but Cecil just says she's a distressed person. And even even Cecil's trying to keep it from Donald. Like it's, oh man. It's so cool. And, And they have a moment too where like Donald's still looking at him and waiting and Cecil's like, anything else? And he's like, no, sir. And he walks away and you see Cecil watches him walk away like, Oh no, he he knows something, uh-huh. and this yeah. is not going to work. I can't keep it under wraps. Uh, so Eve returns back home the next scene uh, to her parents and sees that they've thrown out all the food that she made for them, as well as the golden apple. Uh, she tries to explain that she's just trying to help, but her dad then asks, "You mean like you helped in Chicago?" and throws the newspaper in her face, showing that the lot that she turned into a park has collapsed because it was unsafe to build on and that dozens were injured is what the newspaper says. Including the mother and daughter who, yeah, we see the pictures of the two of them in the picture. uh, And he tells her your powers don't make you a hero. They make you dangerous and don't come back until you figured that out. Like can't agree more. I mean, (laughs) he's right though. Great evolution (laughs) of of the comics and her character. And like, where do you take this and like kind of grounding it and showing these things like that, that these all have, repercussions like yeah. you don't know what you're doing necessarily just because you could do these things yeah. don't mean you're actually able yeah. to do it yeah. properly or in a certain way like it's really fascinating that they're opening this Cor- civil war correct like, me if like I'm, the good civil war yeah like from cor- the comics correct me if i'm wrong <laughs> but in the comics eve just does good and everybody loves her and she's just perfect mm-hmm. right yeah, this like yeah, we don't the, have like, this kind of a trial for her where she like right. messes up. But what I like about this too is that in the same way that like when we watched the Adam Eve special episode, you see that she is having to like go through so much trauma and so like learn so many lessons about life at a much younger age than Mark had to. And I feel like here we are seeing her learning the like I need to think before I jump yes. metaphor yeah. that like Mark learns later on. And which, it always is that like, which Eve is just a little more emotionally mature than Mark. I think is going to sort of learn really yeah. help Mark later. So they're yeah. kind of d- developing her to be the support that Mark needs later in the story, yeah. which is hundred percent. So great. So great. I love it. Yeah. Which is a lot like Debbie and Nolan. If you think about it. True. Yeah. What's, you know what's interesting, guys? Not to go back to the whole love triangle thing, but if I were watching season two right now, I would not think that 
Eve and Mark have a future together. Which is I what just, we were talking about before. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is yeah. awesome. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so then we get uh, Debbie going to the kitchen to get a wine glass from the cabinet. When the cabinet door swings open again, uh, she loses it, starts slamming the cabinet door shut over and over, just screaming at it. Wine glasses crashing onto the floor, eventually breaks the cabinet door off its hinges and like slams it against the counter, falls to the floor, floor collapses, starts crying. And as this is all happening, Mark walks in and sees her on the floor. And it's such a heartbreaking moment where she looks at him, sees that she has seen him or sees that he saw her in this moment where she's incredibly vulnerable and raw yeah. and like thinks and then just keeps crying again. It's like, I can't do anything to hide this anymore. I just yeah. have to let it out. And he goes and to hug Mark, her. And Mark she just flips. realizes what an asshole he's been yeah. this entire yeah. time. And just like not really taking her feelings into account or like taking and yeah. in, taking them into account, but like not like being selfish and just dealing with his own problems of like, Oh, I just don't want to become my father. I don't want to become my father. That's all he was talking about this entire episode. And then to see like, Oh shit, this is affecting somebody else as well. And I mm -hmm. have not been showing or caring. And that, that like, like you said, Wyatt, she puts her hand out to kind of push him away at first. And yeah. I love that because it, like it, it just drives it home even more. Like, no, like you haven't been there for me. And then she like lets him in and then they hug. I kind of, I do kind of wish they had kept that though. And like played into that where it's like, make him feel even worse. Like I, I wanted Mark to feel bad in that moment. I don't know why yeah. Maybe it's, I'm, I'm wrong for that, but like, I, but I, I, you know, they hugged and they embraced and, and, you know, now they're good. The the hand pushing him away was heartbreaking enough for me that this did feel like because there's a scene in the comic again spoilers for for this part of the comic but there's a scene in the comic where it's very similar and and Debbie has already been drinking a lot and Mark comes home and she says like why did you make him leave mm -hmm. like why did you make Nolan leave and I, I feel know. like this is our the show's yeah. version of that scene this is us showing yeah. us they're at their lowest and again neither of them can do anything to fix each other like the, i feel like the last scene between them was debbie trying to help mark and like do something to help him and then this scene is mark realizing he also can't do anything to help debbie and, that like mm -hmm. and they both just can't do anything and what we talked about earlier with like taking it out on the cabinet door and this like yeah. this crack that you know or like tj mentioned this itch that kept coming this entire episode and building and building and then the dam broke it like makes me tear up like this like seeing that and then like because every like you said bill like everybody has that moment or those days where it's like you just need to like, just really take it out on something and for her to do it mm -hmm. then and then the way mark walks in it was all done so well yep. yeah agreed uh, and then so our next scene, we're back at the Guardians HQ where Shapesmith is being given a tour as they uh, are asking him about his powers. Uh, he explains that he got his powers in a random industrial accident <laughs> because he is a normal super normal human superhero. Uh, and as he's telling this story, we see the real Russ Livingston being controlled by the Sequids as he defeats the Martians, takes one of their giant ships that just looks straight out of the comics. When I saw mm -hmm. like the design of that, it's on one of the covers around that era yeah. too, right? And I just remember, um, like, it sticks out so much that I was like, wow, they just nailed the design where it looks just like that. Mm -hmm. the, the only thing that was missing was what, Ryan? 
what was missing. What him saying soon? I know what it was. Soon. Him saying him saying <laughs> yeah. soon. He needs he had, to say soon. Every time he's he's in the show, he needs to say soon. Next one. Like the next okay. like there'll be yeah. a yeah. 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 <laughs> so then we see uh the Lizard League back at their headquarters while Supreme Lizard explains that they're unstoppable no matter what social media says. <laughs> which I think is just a really funny line of just yeah. whenever somebody calls it social media, like that's a like physical thing it makes me laugh it was great uh, like him saying did we lose yes was it embarrassing yes is it all my like, plan oh, yes. yes yes all, all of the lizard league like little minions are just like standing there like yeah stoic. It looked very brainwashed yeah it was very funny um and then of course a gunshot rings out as we see king lizard has returned and killed uh supreme lizard and says that right he head. is now in charge any objections and then we get Any credits. Definitely the kill first, ask questions later from yeah, the trailer. That, that, like, that was the mm-hmm. moment where it was like, oh, there's the voice. There he is. Um, yep. Straight from the comic too, having that like headshot and like loved that. That was really cool to see. Yeah. So then we get the first credits, but it cuts then to uh, the Pentagon with parking in front yes. as the sign, yes. establishing that we are now not in our universe, but in a different one. Uh, we see a bunch of GDA soldiers running into a room as an alarm is going off. And then we see alternate universe Mark uh, trapped in a big, huge device. Um, not unlike, you know, some other Viltrumites that sometimes we see trapped in a big device when they're being held captive. Uh, keeping that spoiler free, <laughs> since that's not really this part of the comic. Uh, and we see Angstrom there questioning him about how he got caught. And they explained that they that the people used experimental quantum bombs on Nolan and that they eventually wore him down and caught him while he was sleeping. And then we see female versions of Donald and Cecil <laughs> showing up to question who he is. I called Which, that shit. I called <laughs> that yeah, shit. And I'm going to take credit for coining. I, I don't know if that's really their names, but what did I say? Cecilia and I don't remember what I called Donald now. Oh, no, whatever. We can go back to the yeah. other episode for I'm gonna I'm gonna name. take credit for I called that we would not see Angstrom in this episode until the very yeah. end. Yeah, you did. Yep. See, mm-hmm. see, I'm not the only Which one. Which I feel like now that he's been points. in one and two, he has to be in all He'll of be them. in three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yes. He's yeah. gonna be a main Which Yeah. Super... Th- well, this is this is weird how this works because we're in our little time bubble right now. Yep. But just today on one of the videos that you sent, Ryan. Kirkman does say a thing about how like they're really committing to doing something interesting with Which their post credit scenes this like through this season. And so to now be in episode two where we've only seen two post credit scenes, both of them have had to do with, he made with Angstrom so Angstrom. far. Oh. Very curious. Yeah. So maybe, that, so maybe, anyways, we maybe won't? it's always Angstrom in the after credits. Like that's the only that's, way we yeah. see his story. Or it's always I bet that's it. Yeah, cool. it could be. I bet that's it. Okay. So why do uh, we need to see him again? Yeah. Why do we need to see him? Yeah. We, we don't, don't until until we do. Until a thousand do. percent. That's what it is. Yeah. A thousand. So percent. they're all going to be maybe. Yep. You heard it here. <clears throat> we'll know soon. We we always get to the bottom of it. So yeah. Uh, Angstrom says. Angstrom. Says, they're asking who Angstrom is. He says, "Me, I'm not your problem." Uh, <laughs> I put Cecilia says. Then whose problem are you? <laughs> Because <laughs> female Cecil yeah. Cecilia and me. Uh, she says, whose problem are you? And he says, his, well, not his, but close enough. 
make him pay for what he did to your world as he exits through a portal and the mark there says like you said you were going to help me where are you going God, and sterling k brown even though we, we get that mine oh, in the trailer he's so good yeah so i have a question Fantastic. they changed up his um motive i guess a little bit in the show where he like he he said they're you know they're all his memories right so what is his grudge against our mark because like he's saying like because in in the comic uh angstrom believes that our mark caused this deformate this defor the deformity in angstrom mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the show that's not the case in the show he's remembering all the invincibles from all the different universes just, killing right. the people that he loved so what is it that I he has against confusing our mark with um, an evil like this is an evil mark evil mark stopped the machine evil mark who i know yeah. who i know who has killed all these people that evil mark yeah. stopped the machine yeah that's what the problem saying. is 99% of the there's time other, other yeah, invincibles but, in all the other universes he thinks they're all good i mean yeah, but, he's clearly no. punishing one of them 99% of the marks that he has memories of are evil are bad like most yeah. of including the, the one that so he just most to. of most of his memories yeah. are right. bad so i think that's what it is i just don't i don't know why he's honing in on this one invincible when they're all evil and he should be going after his mission should be to like because there's an kill all the invincibles because there's an infinite number right. he wants revenge he said himself he wants revenge on the yeah. one that did it to him That's yeah and i think the the mauler in episode one saying like you're all mixed up like you can't tell which memories are yours and which ones are the others like that's that felt like their way of being like you know he he obviously is confused about a lot of things or just has a lot of mixed, you know, feelings in his head. So it makes mm -hmm. sense to me that he is sort of assigning a lot of the blame, even from other marks onto our mark. And just knowing that like in most universes, he's evil and he did this evil thing to me in this universe. I need to get my revenge on him. Like that's, that's how I took it. Mm. And that is our final credits, which brings us to the next section of our little recap here, which is of course our, episode doodles or invinci doodles whatever we want to call this episode where we each pick a scene from the episode could be your favorite scene could be one that you just wanted to draw so you can talk about again does anyone want to go first because so i went first last i'm time. surprised that we, nobody drew the same scene or the same thing last I was one. too i'm curious yeah. to see if that continues there's so much that could have been drawn I yeah i don't not. think it's gonna happen this is too much someone drew russ or I think almost did. I almost drew this of him ah. like putting his head on straight, mm -hmm. but I didn't draw that. TJ did. Who's going first? Who's going first? TJ go first since I called. I, call, I think you did. I think you did. Shapesmith. What'd you do? All right, all right. Mine's. I did mine super quick, so it's not great, but uh, just because it was, I feel more special to us because we did see it in uh, in San Diego. Um, I drew. Nice. Invincible holding nice. again. My ring light here. I love. Look at that uh, jawline. Holding. Oh, man. Good jawline. <laughs> oh, thanks. I feel like it was jawlines uh, and collarbones. That's strong jawline. When you yeah, when you said you, we, we saw the scene, I pictured you holding it up, and it's just all black. Like you just took the the marker. This is the full stars in it. I could draw the white room in yeah. the future scene and just leave the whiteboard blank. That's funny. But uh, yeah, nice. uh, I wanted to draw more of uh, Darkwing in, but I ran out of time. All so right. yeah, there Love you go. It. Love Roy, it. Looks Roy great. Wyatt might have drawn this, but we'll see. I'll show mine. 
Nice. That's, that's really, really good. good. Ryan, <laughs> Thank you. you had Katie draw that. Did you, you pause had, it on that oh, no, on I part? Yeah. Yeah, I paused it and I did each section. It's like drawing Mickey really Mouse, good. you know what I mean? I did. I made sure and I yeah. erase and then fix it. No, I did that. Yeah. Wow. I love good the squeak. I did not draw that. Yes. I didn't draw that. Okay, good. I'll I'll, I'll go with mine next because I feel like mine's kind of a downer. But mine is just I the just, cabinet. That was my second idea, dude. Just the kitchen That's cabinet smart. hanging open. Yep. Just that that nice. thing that can't be. I'm fixed. already mad at it. I'm so mad at it. <laughs> All right. Any guesses? Is it, is it immortal again. and duplicate? What'd you say, Ryan? Did you draw Donald again? <laughs> that would have been. Really I funny. almost did. Did you, did you draw? Did. did you draw duplicate losing focus? We'll say. That's nope. what I was thinking. That's nope. what it I was. Okay. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> You're a ground, Ryan. I did the same thing you did. I got a picture for reference, and I'm like, I need to make sure that I do him justice. Right. Yeah, you got to really capture all of his <laughs> so essence. Good. You know. Well. <laughs> make sure you guys take pictures we'll post these online of course yes and that brings us to the and end if anybody of wanted our to draw their yeah. own favorite yeah. like little doodle uh, i think we yeah. should uh i think we should uh we'll post these we'll post ours every week and yeah. if you want to post your own doodle underneath that post and then we can bring it up on the on the, on the show yeah. uh for the on the next episode. Right. So send send in your thoughts on this episode, send in your doodles of the episode and then uh in the next episode we'll before when we're doing our intro for that we'll kind of recap um those thoughts that are sent in and then we will be back next week with a recap of episode 3. We are 50% of the way done. Stop with doing this. You said you were going to do it. Real quick, uh, real quick predict predictions. Oh, yeah. I forgot. We totally skipped over predictions. Just like, so, just uh, like what do we think? We can, next we can jump into that and do quick Kalen predictions Telesquia, first. Totally. And I think we'll get um, Thetis. Totally. That, that whole yeah, thing I that think we've seen in the trailer and the, the screenshot of Talia. Yeah. Uh, all that. And I think all episode. I don't know what else. I was going to say, I think it would be cool if we just did not get anything on Earth. And it's it all wow. We talked about this before. I asked if they would do this. Yep. And I feel like based on the last episode showing so much, I yep. think they could do it. We're going to take a little break it. from Earth. I think so, too. And also the fact that we got... Alan is a main character in the show. And we got like two scenes of him in season one. We need more of him. And I can see them doing the a whole episode. Of it? I don't think they have an hour worth of content for that because knowing what here's, we know from the comics, that's a lot yeah. for a general Talia's in it. There there's, they're going to be building know, more story. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to say. I, my first reaction to that was, I don't love that idea because there's not a ton of content like at this time yeah. in the comic off world. But if, if they do that, I hope that we get like, give us a scene of, just some Viltrumites interacting. What are they up to right about now? Like, give us, yeah. if they're going to commit to, away. we're doing a whole off-world episode, give me more than just Alan and give me, Ooh. like, what the other players are. Set those seeds up so that when they come out, it'll be... I'm so excited yeah. because I feel like we have watched, like, or we have seen the majority of the trailer at this point. All that's left is really yeah. the, the Alan stuff and... Um, the Black Hole. Uh, yeah, the Black Hole and Kill Cannon. And I yeah. think those are the only Dream. ones from the poster that we haven't seen. Yeah, Alan and Kill Cannon. So, yeah. Thetis from the trailer. Well, and there is a, a scene with the Lizard League 
that we haven't seen yet. Okay. With Rex right. and the Lizard League mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that wraps up our recap of episode two of season two of Invincible. We will be back next week with episode three, which we're going to get ready to go watch right now, which I'm very Again. excited about. Throwing it in their faces. <laughs> Don't forget to send in your uh, emails about your thoughts on this episode or last up. How, how does that work? On I this episode. So weird right now. <laughs> this, episode, this episode. So we can discuss it on, uh, on our next episode. episode. Right. See you guys. Yep. <laughs> Bye. 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 But yes, you seem okay, your internet and you as a person. Both of them seem okay. Can you hear what sounds like a beaver? Nope.